I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Glory in the highest, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Ramble. Are we going to see Roy Keane and Neil Warnock back in the game? And the bid for Euro 2028 is on. It's Tuesday, 8th of February. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Jim Campbell. And I'm Nadeesha Antaraja. slowed your name down there, Jim, so you didn't give Vish time to get his I in. I was enunciating. Are you going to apologise to Vish? No. I felt like I was trying to sneak behind you on the barriers of the underground. You know how some people do that sometimes? <laughs> yeah. And you clocked me and slowed down. <laughs> naughty. Very naughty. I've never done it before, but I'm just... No, it happens, I haven't. Isn't it? I don't, you should I don't do it. It's a real thrill, especially adrenaline. especially if you uh, you have your, your, your ticket paid for. Don't need to. I just barge through the ones no, for, I'm wheels, only for joking. prams and uh, wheelchairs. I've never done that, and nobody should, should they? No, no one should. <laughs> But should the the, the British <laughs> and the Irish bid for Euro 2028? It looks like it's going to happen, everybody. Euro 2028, here we come, Jim. Yeah, or come here on. it comes. Here it comes. Now, I thought to myself about this. Yeah, we're staying, aren't we? It's yeah, coming to us. Because yeah, we did. We tried that last year. That was quite annoying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Well, of course, the, the, the United Kingdom and the Republic of Ireland uh, football associations have agreed not to bid for the 2030 World Cup. They're going to focus on a joint bid to host Euro 2028 after yeah. assessing the winnability. They have agreed not yes. to bid after learning they would not win the bid, yes. it seems. And yeah. has the Football Association apologised to the other 
uh, British and Irish Football Associations because of what happened at Wembley in the Euro final. Mm. <laughs> um, let's assume not. Let's assume that uh, they haven't. But yes, so it's understood that Spain and Portugal are UEFA's preferred choice for the World Cup 2030 bid. I do fancy a bit of that. Yeah, I've, to be honest with you, look, it was great seeing England play at Wembley. Obviously, they lost the final, but it was great, but it was great to see it them in, in, in to turn up to Wembley and see England playing in matches which have a whole different meaning to them rather than, oh, this qualifier might be a bit tricky or, oh, it's mm. a bit of a spicy friendly or whatever. It was phenomenal and, and I would love to see that again. But when you say Spain and Portugal for a World Cup, you go, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, you can't argue too I mean, much with that. Personally, as you know, I think every World Cup should be held in Mexico. Yeah, but if and you should can, be every year. And should be every year, every, every six months or so. Like. Cancun specifically. <laughs> Get in there. But if, you, if, you're gonna, if you can't have that, yeah. Spain and Portugal is pretty decent. It is a good bit. Yeah, because there was always, uh, there was talk about it going to South America because, of course, the, the 1930 World Cup was was held uh, down that way, Vish. And so that would be a nice, you know, centenary yeah. World Cup. Yeah, for all those people who are still around now. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I forgot that there's nothing romantic or... Uh... That's a lie. I'm very romantic. <laughs> Go on, then give us an example of when you were romantic um... recently. I've not had to be romantic. Uh... Well, have you been romantic today, Vish? <laughs> <laughs> You're a liar. Yeah. you've. I mean, you've been consumed with lust today as you walked into the studio. It was fairly obvious, but I wouldn't say that was romantic. It was a lustful time. It was Tuesday morning, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's lustful times of the week. <laughs> yeah. Super Tuesdays. Yeah. Uh, titillation Tuesdays. But yes, but Spain and Portugal, that's obviously UEFA's preferred bid. You can, and, and to be honest with you, what happened in the Euros could yeah. well play a part. Yeah, why, why, oh, why wouldn't it, it colour? Why yeah. wouldn't it colour the judgment? Maybe and it I, should. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it also feels like, you know, the English FA getting Wales, you know, public and Northern Ireland involved, Scotland is a bit like Look how good these lot are. Yeah, they're all right. They're, yeah. Look, these cheery. You like all the things they do. Yeah, we'll be there as well, of course. Just, mm-hmm. you know, having all the games at Wembley. Yeah. But they're, they're involved as well. Yeah. That's the thing about this bid that, you know, I, I think it's a nice idea, but I I don't think it's going to work out particularly well. Or I can't see it working out particularly well for those other countries. So bear in mind, they're only, they'll probably only have games in Glasgow, Cardiff, mm-hmm. Dublin and Belfast. Yeah. And, and presumably quite a lot of Wembley we will have Manchester being quite heavily involved as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know the Midlands. I, mean, got, I don't. Yeah. It don't really. Well, you know, St Mary's maybe, but like it really feels like we'll be getting the better part of the deal. When I think they they would have grounds to be like, well, actually, you know, come and mm-hmm. we, they should get their fair proportion of games if this is going to be. Well, we don't know. You know. We'll see what. what but we know the, how they, we know how this plays out, don't we? Sure, but I mean, for yeah, I, I see what you're saying, but we have to wait and see where the. Where you know where the venues would be in, in in a proposed bid? There was a feasibility study into the bid that cost two point eight million pounds. The study cost two point eight. I don't. Million. Yeah, I don't understand how that. Who who is this very very expensive person? They're getting mm. to do the studies, Jim. Yeah, and I how do know. I sign up for the job? Uh, it's amazing, isn't it? Um, Gillian Knight said it was essentially like a. a I think he said a giant expensive vanity project. He is a Tory MP. And he's like, the expenses here are bloody ridiculous. A Tory MP? A Tory MP is the head of the DCMS committee. Yeah. Which well, isn't, isn't itself just, is a great yeah, showy just thing. Just a tour of buffets, essentially, <laughs> yeah. isn't it? Yeah. I tell you what, it's, it's a lovely old gig if you can get it. But they analysed the economic impact, economic impact, sorry, the political football landscape and the likely costs of hosting a tournament. I mean, I, honestly, I think I could have a good go at that. Yeah. But yeah. you'd be more expensive than 2.8 million, wouldn't you? You would. 
Yeah. Uh, no, I'd, I'd do it no, for... No, the I, moment I, you were behind that velvet rope. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'd do it for two. Pass me another pheasant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, apparently um, the FA have received assurances from UEFA that the scenes at the Euro 2020 final would not be a major issue. But it oh, could thank be... Thank God for but, that. But we know, Jim, that, you know... Minors do count, minor issues do count. And if you get too many minor issues, it is a major, and maybe that's mm. what they're basically saying there. Um, but uh, last month, police said that arrests at football matches across top, the top five English leagues are at their highest levels in years, with more than 800 football related arrests yeah. in the first six months of the and season. And this obviously does take into account well, COVID you... and like. Mm. It means longer than like the last two years, obviously. I would say so. Just yeah. to be, just to clarify that. But um, it, yeah. there was a, there's an in- interesting article on, on the um, BBC Sport where they interviewed a fan who essentially is, uh, you know, likes to just sort of get involved at the weekend and and, and likes the sort of the the, well. the the kind of toxic masculinity of it. I mean, that he, he I, I think in the article it said that he he acknowledges that the, the type of masculinity he's he's talking about exhibiting is is you know is is described as toxic masculinity and it almost sounded a little bit like the sort of return to the idea of the football casual um mm-hmm. you know he he described it as as a way of life and obviously he's only he's only one example that's never gone away the, no it hasn't but it's kind of these things kind of they die down and they and they they flare up again don't they and it seems like we are mm-hmm. we are seeing unfortunately a return to some of the the sadder elements of, of of football fandom in the past now obviously it's nowhere near the sort of like mm-hmm. you know, the kind of peak hooliganism of, of the 1980s but it is worrying that the trend is going going in in the, the bad direction at all isn't it That's, even if even yeah. if slightly uh, have you not like not in um not in like those extreme ways of people you know arranging to meet each other and shanking each other. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, the it, thing, it, all the wasteland is flats no one can afford now. So yeah. <laughs> that's probably why they can't do that. Well, exactly. Yeah. But there's, um, you know, there is an element of people playing hooliganism. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I say people, I mean, teenagers primarily. And you, you do see them a lot, mm-hmm. you know, around and about. I remember, you know, I went to Blackburn early this season and there was, there were people like looking for, not looking for fights, but being quite aggressive. And mm-hmm. I remember I was there with my, my best mate's dad and he was like it's he was like not to glorify it but this lot wouldn't have lasted a second like 30 years ago yeah and it's almost like there was a vacuum that they've decided to fill from stories that they've heard of yeah, totally, what people yeah. used to do th- and you see a little bit with England as well you know I, I think it's most pronounced in the England games that I've seen but every now and again you go into a Premier League game and you see a bunch of teenagers people in the young, young 20s who are just mm-hmm. walking around just being that little bit too aggro and it's like mm-hmm. Chill, mate. You know, you're watching Jared Bowen. It's I, th- all right. I think they would probably argue, oh, it's just hijinks or whatever. And it's kind of like, yeah, but you're making other people's it's all, experiences. It, it is exactly, yeah. That's it, yeah. And I think as well that the, the reason why you don't see a lot of the hooligans much is because just effective policing, you know, credit where credit's due. You know, the, the way that the FA have sort of handled stuff. You know, I remember in um, France 98 when, when a lot of it sort of kicked off there and they were like, right, and they have spotters, you know, so if there are known hooligans, they're like, no, you're not travelling. Mm. And, and there's all that sort of stuff. I mean, when we went out to Ukraine to watch the Euros in 2012, again, we were at the airport and a copper comes up to us. You know, we look the type, we fit the bill because, you know, we're hard men. And, yeah. uh, <laughs> no, we, we, you know, we're sort of young and obviously going to watch England, where you know, in that part of the world where the game was on. And uh, it does a background check on us. Yeah, you're fine. But a lot of these sort of younger lads, they're not known who, again, it's, it's that kind of, all oh, right, Let's just all gather together and and see what we can. How far can we push this sort of thing? You know. Did you see some of the scenes from um, from Leicester City fans in Nottingham? Well, yeah, weekend? I mean, yeah, like it's even that kind of stuff is just. 
fucking stupid. But I think but it come and it can't, you know, it comes from, you know, toxic masculinity, but also comes from people just not really knowing how to deal with with defeat and like and, and doing it in quite a pathetic way. But this thing, this bin is, has been around since football. It has, but we are living in times that are very, very divided. And I think there, there is a return to sort of us and them mentality there, there generally. Is. And it might, it might be a reflection of, of what's but going on But that's always existed. In, that's always existed has, in football. Again, the nature of football but, but is tribal. Things die down and they flare up. And I think Yeah, they do. Is... I, I'm just, I'm not sure. I, to be honest with you, with, with regards to watching England, you know, people either don't know or they don't remember. I actually think watching England generally is, is, is okay. I know what happens happened in the final but uh, the, the final was a very different kind a, of thing well, it well. Was, because, we're also talking about the increase in, in, in incidents yeah. which is you know it, oh, we are, there but, for all to see but yes but true enough true enough well gentlemen hopefully that you know this time you know next year or whenever it is that they do um, the, the reports and look into it hopefully the, the numbers will go down that, that's all we can say but if, we, if you don't mind I'd rather I'd like to talk about something a bit more positive potentially mm-hmm. uh, the reports are spreading that Barnsley are weighing up a move for Neil Warnock <laughs> there we that, go. a move Move, yeah, it's uh, I well, you, mean, you, for, for someone like Neil Warnock, you have to court Neil Warnock, you do, you know. This is where my romance comes in. There play. you go. How do you what's the first um step in that? Werther's originals, no, not well, no, no, because Werther's originals oh, that's are Sam given from old people to young people, aren't they? Yeah, that's true. Hence, Sammy Lee passing them to <laughs> Sam Allardyce that time, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so maybe I'd have to, I'd have to make out that I was willing to receive a Werther's original from him, right. So um, would, you, would you receive? Is that a, the first part of the ritual? I think so. Would yeah. You, would you receive a um, a Werther's original Happily. unwrapped from Sammy Lee uh, it, it, while he was in his boxer shorts when you were in so transit? I'm, unwrapped while I was in transit. Yes. Yeah. Because I know I'd unwrap them. No, he's unwrapping and here them for we've you. Seen the traditional receiving of the Werther's. <laughs> well, apparently Barnsley. Not apparently. They are bottom of the table in the championship. Uh, they've got two wins all season. And they need something, and, and Warnock is on their watch list. He's ready for another challenge, of course, despite saying he wasn't bothered about a return to management yeah. in December. But that, now Christmas is out the way. That doesn't mean he won't do it. Yeah, of it? course. He's not exactly a ray of sunshine, is he, Al Neil? So. Uh, I think he is. You think? If you're a Barnsley player and Warnock walks in, there's no, a No, I mean, guy... for, for in his own sort of demeanour, generally. I don't know. I think he's... Him I think not he's... being bothered about something doesn't mean he's not going to do it. Yeah, of course. Yeah, we, we're all agreed there. I, I would, I'd love to see it. And I think, all joking aside... Warnock, yes, we know what type of character we've 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 enjoyed him and we've you know mocked him a little bit and so on over the years, but he he that man knows that league inside out. He knows how to get out that league and he knows how to get a team who are uh, uh, down on their haunches playing again. And if you're a supporter of one of the other teams around there, you don't want Warnock going to uh, to to Barnsley. I don't absolutely, think. yeah. Oh, you yeah. know, we can say all this, but Warnock would go in there. He would oh, galvanise. Very charismatic. His ideas are simple and they are effective at, at that level. And I think Barnsley, I think it would be a great move for them. The only problem is, is there an airport around there? Because he does like to go back to Cornwall, doesn't it's he? true. Well, yeah. they could build one, I'm sure. They could build one. Yeah. yeah. Or he could parachute out of it. That would be a funny thing to put in your contract and you have to build me a local airport. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, staying with positivity and uh, and potential uh, new managers, Roy Keane was interviewed for the Sunderland job on Friday, and he's in advanced talks. He's their preferred choice, Jim. He knows the club. He does yes, this we is, can't. Um, uh... This is a shock, isn't it? It is a shock. Gabriel Agbonlahor has expressed his displeasure, though. Uh, Agbonlahor was at Aston Villa for the four months. Roy Keane was there as an assistant to Paul Lambert in 2014. And Ag of course, uh, is often heard on the radio these days, said he was disrespectful. His man management, I'd say, was a zero out of 100. It was that bad. 100? I mean, that's wow. a lot of increments. Zero out of 10, you think, 
bad. That's that's bad. But hundred zero out of ten, you think that's as bad as it can possibly be. Yeah, but, but it, then you don't think about putting another zero on. Exactly, mm. it only gets worse, really. Although I suppose the the result is the same. But he believes um, he was responsible for Roy Keane's exit. He said there was a particular shooting drill where the players were only getting a shot. Uh, every 10 minutes and struggling to get the rhythm. So, mm. uh, yeah, I mean, if there is a shooting drill and it's like, right, every 10 minutes I want you to have a shot, you're not No, gonna... no, the, it was, it, that wasn't quite how it was. It was essentially they were trying to like work the ball wide to get it into the strikers, but they were so bad at doing that. Oh, I see. They were only getting it into the strikers about once every 10 minutes. Oh, and that's, yeah. So, like, Bonhoeffer was, was saying, like, when, when the manager was criticising the players, Bonhoeffer was like, well, you know, like, we're, we're, we're barely moving. We're, the ball's not coming to us. And then Roy Keane was like, oh, you... You're too cold. Oh, why don't you eat some brimstone or like his <laughs> bullshit, whatever he does. Drink some petrol. Yeah, and like, um, yeah. Why don't you stab Hall, yourself in the eye? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And Ag Bonhoeffer was essentially said, I'm talking to the manager and not talking to you. Oh. Yeah. But then the, Ag Bonhoeffer. Uh, yeah, Roy, Roy Keane famously went off in a tiff, as he does whenever, yeah. whenever he, his manlyhood is confronted no, in he, that way. No, he accepted it and apologised. <laughs> but Ag Bonhoeffer said he gave me that evil stare and the next day he left. So I think at that time he left Aston Villa because of me. <laughs> This is the story here. Yes. There is no chance for Akeen is li- even leaving a room because of Gabriel Agbonlahor. Yeah, not it's, a chance. It's a little bit like in. Uh, do you remember in Ghostbusters two when the little nerdy fella shoots the um is, sh- is shooting at the museum covered in slime? Yeah. While inside they're defeating like the the ancient mythical creature. He's like, <laughs> I did that. That's all me. Yeah. Spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yes, uh, I mean, generally half the people in that film are dead now. <laughs> Well, the Ghostbusters has got them, didn't they? Yeah, but some of the Ghostbusters are dead. Like. Oh, that's a shame. They're well, now ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> Circle of that's, life. That's enough. All right, Sorry. stop talking right now. <laughs> it moves um, us all. Different film. He still hasn't Sorry. stopped, does he? No, he hasn't. Do I have to press the break button? We're crying well, out loud. I, surely there are consequences for Egg Bong Lahore here. Well, possibly, Jim. But uh, I mean. Yeah, you, you wouldn't. Be, you wouldn't say too, that about a man why like would, Roy Why would you? Why would you bring that up again? You this got is, away with it once. Yes. This is 2014. Is there a chance, Vish, that eight years has passed? <clears throat> Roy Keane is a changed man. People can change. We've literally seen <laughs> on live TV that he hasn't. Yeah, he doesn't know how to. He refuses to. He, 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 legit, he legit, legitimately said the best way to overturn, you know, something at halftime was. To sw- swing for people, <laughs> smash somebody, smash somebody, just yeah. to feel something. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to feel something again. What Agbonla has done here is like, well, you know, I uh, I was uh, once indebted to a mobster, but you forgot about it. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing. <laughs> He's been telling this story as well, hasn't he, for years. He's been telling yeah. everyone in the pub, everyone he, he meets, like, this fun little anecdote. And now he's ruined it because it's going to be profoundly debunked. Yes. And 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 that debt he owes, there's a lot of interest. On that. <laughs> it sure is. Oh, my goodness, yeah. I mean, Rio Ferdinand said that he'd love to see Roy Keane back in the dugout. Um, but did say, you know, players are, are, are different now to what they were, you know, different sort of slightly different society, different uh, emotional states, you could say. I mean, managers like Mourinho often say, oh, players now are a bit softer and whatnot. I mean, what, how's Roy Keane going to approach this? Yeah, you you might think lower down, that may not be the case so much. Who knows? We'll find out. For their we? sakes, we'll, we hope so. Yes. The thing I'd say about that is I have noticed recently in the way that he's talked about issues pertaining to the England team over mm-hmm. over last summer. Yeah. Um, and also some of the um, FA Cup coverage. There was a guy at Boreham Word who Ian Wright helped, mm-hmm. um, you know, very early on. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Um, the way he was talking about that over the weekend and, and the way he's talking about things in the past, I, I do really get a sense that he 
is actually a bit more attuned to that than it seems. Mm. I think he definitely gets annoyed at, when, at bad football, but I think he he understands. Certainly yeah. someone with, with, the, with the age his kids are at now, mm-hmm. I, th- I think he does understand that a bit more than we perhaps give him credit I for. I think you're absolutely right. And I think that, that, that with Keane... He's got a better sense of humour than people realise. Yeah. Having seen him uh, when his, I think, I think it was when his book came out, and I saw him uh, live on stage and talk about it in quite a small venue, I just remember going, actually, he is actually quite funny, mm-hmm. and he's got a very, very sharp sense of humour, which obviously delivers in a certain way, which people sometimes don't realise. But I think you're absolutely right, Vish, and I think that, you know, as, as Ferdinand himself in, in some of those quotes said, he plays this role on TV. Yeah. And people... Lots of people on, on, on TV and in any sort of broadcasting arena, you you do sort of get typecast and, and you sort of shake your money maker, if you see what I mean. Like the character Lorraine Kelly. <laughs> but you were going to say something, Jim. Yeah, I was going to say that I think he just needs Micah Richards to come in. Well, and oh my God, Could yes. you imagine? No, yeah. but as I said, Richards has got to be the, the no. touchline reporter. No, but with the, the modern footballer who might you Michael know Richards... need a bit of levity to go with the, the you know the, the whatever Roy's going to rain down on you, it might work brilliantly. I just think Richards, as I said last week, you know, pitch, like interviewing after the game. Oh, you look furious with the fourth <laughs> one in. You know, like it just be, it just be super. And Michael Richards, by the way, is doing a lot of fine work. On Roy yes. Keane, just trying to get into, you know, because the man could do with perhaps a little bit of lightening yeah. up one could say. He's I definitely would... been very good for his brand, for Roy Keane's brand, because I think, you know, certainly we get, you know, we, we get a lot of content from Roy Keane. Yeah. But I think we, we know that he's not as stern and, and grim because yeah. of Michael Richards. Absolutely right. Absolutely right. Right. It's time for a break, everybody. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Join me, Pete Donaldson, and YouTuber Chris Broad as we offer you a taste of life in the most exciting country in the world on our podcast, Abroad in Japan. Whether it's crazy bars, unique vending machines, or tips for learning Japanese, we cover it all. Recently, we even heard a particularly unique chat-up line. 
While we were chatting, a local Japanese guy in his early 30s made his way over to me and started chatting in broken English. Ooh. Our chat about general stuff was going all right before he proudly announced, I like big girls. To me, wow. <laughs> to me with a wink. Truly flattering <laughs> flirting right there. Search Abroad in Japan wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes every Wednesday and Sunday. Abroad in Japan is a stack production and part of the ACAST Creator Network. Get in somebody's face. Smash somebody. There he is again. Right, it's time for emails. back on Jim and read me an email. No. Shree has been in touch. Uh, since you were talking about my illustrious US men's national team last week, I thought I would bring to your attention a somewhat unusual situation from their match against Honduras. Around the 81st minute, during a stoppage for an injury to one of the Honduras players, Greg Berhalter stepped away from the technical area to take a photo with some fans. <laughs> The moment caught me by surprise while watching the match live. An opinion among US fans seems divided, with some saying it was a nice gesture for fans who would brave the weather, and others saying it was disrespectful. Regardless, it got me thinking about whether managers should start interacting more with fans during matches. Should Jose start bringing selfie sticks to Roma matches to snap selfies during VAR reviews? Perhaps we'll get Roy Hodgson jumping into the stands for a bit of crowd surfing if Watford, <laughs> if Watford managed to stay up. We'd love to hear your thoughts on this. I don't think a manager should be taking selfies during a bloody no. game. I, I, <laughs> it's absolutely ridiculous. They've got stuff on, haven't they? Yes, they've got stuff to think about. Well, if they, I mean, if there's a break in play... Shut it, up. Because it, uh, the, so the reason I say that is because it happens a lot in cricket where a player on the boundary between balls mm. would be called over to sign stuff and go over and sign stuff and then... That's a totally different game and a totally different atmosphere. No, but, but, the, but the premise is nothing is actually happening. And if you've given out your instructions, mm. is that necessarily a bad thing? I mean, obviously, it's not great look. I did, yeah. a very but if you're winning, it's quite a flex, isn't it? It is. I think it's very different sporting cultures, though, isn't it? Because yeah. actually, if there's a break, he should have gone play, in there, neck to pile. Journalists used to run onto the pitch and like in ask Brazil. for a copy while players were celebrating goals, weren't they? In Brazil, yeah, especially in Brazil, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's mad, yeah. But who so is it's that? you know, it's it's not outside the realms of possibility that it's not. Who is it that uh, I want to say Roger Johnson? Who is it in the pre-season match out in America where they well, he had a like downed a drink. It was Roger Johnson. It was, it? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, during the during the preseason game, where he just he like went near the sort of advertising hoardings, and there was a tray of drinks or something. And he just said, "Well, I saw the tray, and I just got involved." You know. Yeah, well, I mean, like, there have been loads of managers who've been, you know, in, have interacted with the crowd. You know, Moyes having some crisps. Yeah. No, Moyes wasn't managing, oh, he, was he? Yeah, he was. He was in the stands. Oh, he was in the first, stands. First, first yeah. Dead, wasn't it? I think he'd been sent off, hadn't he? No. In the previous maybe, match. Was he? Was he maybe? Actually, maybe he'd taken over, but wasn't that like he'd he'd agreed to join the club? He was just de- in the stands to sort of. Yeah, but that's fine having a snack. He's got to, you know he's got to keep his energy. That's up. basically the same thing. Yeah. Having a snack, having a selfie. How long does a selfie take? I know you like to set up the lighting and stuff and do it all <laughs> properly, but like we're not all as vain as you. If anybody out about wants a selfie, like come to my studio. <laughs> um, well, that's anyway. how I join the ramble. 
Yeah, I think I think Moyes had been sent to the stands for for Real Sociedad, and someone has just said, "Look, cheer up, you know, don't worry." Here's a crisp. yeah. Have some inexplicably amazing Spanish ready salted crisps. Yeah, exactly. I reckon as well. I reckon selfie manager selfies happens more often than we think. During I don't, games. I, I, we just I, don't see it. I don't think so. I think so. Maybe in North America. Look at look at the way Klopp interacts with the crowd at the you know at Anfield. It must have happened before. I think just people are concerned that their focus has been taken away for like a second. Oh, but uh, you know, a second it only takes a second. To score a goal. Um, when was the last time a camera phone scored a goal? I don't know. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. But we've got some big news, though. We we did a, a, a football ramble <laughs> referendum, as they're called. Mm-hmm. Uh, we asked uh, your good self. <laughs> they always on... go so well, don't they? <laughs> We've not learned anything, no. have we? Um, we asked your good selves on Twitter. Who would you rather have, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo now or Prime Nile Quinn? It's a disgrace. And uh, what's a disgrace? Come on, read the result. Noel Quinn, a fine footballer back <laughs> yeah. in the day. Fish, you're too close to this. You, and, can't, you can't disagree with this result. The and the spoken. result reflects that. People thought or believe <laughs> 75% of them uh, would rather have prime Noel Quinn sorry, <laughs> than, Christi- Crin, than Cristiano Crin. That's what they would rather, okay? Ronaldo only got 25% of the vote. Big Noel got 75%. You're a Manchester United fan. <laughs> Quinn, obviously, City legend. What do you, you know, think the, of this? Like, obviously, I know it's nonsense. What? But, but the people who voted Ronaldo just... <laughs> <laughs> You're not getting it. You're not yeah, getting it, are you? The sincerity of it. You're it's, not well, getting well, it. Even as well, Ronaldo, well, he's better. <laughs> well, obviously, Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah. And then click it on this. Seventy-six percent. Right, I've got to log into my other card. Bring it down again. Seventy-five oh, percent. Okay. I've got to get my mates involved. This is his man. Yeah, this is ridiculous. Yeah, I liked it. Someone just tweeted us. A. Eh? Yeah, it's like yeah, you've, yeah, yeah. Don't you, worry about it, man. Yeah, this isn't for you. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perhaps tomorrow is for you, though. Of course, because we've got pep talks. Show at footballramble.com yeah. or tweet us at footballramble. Perhaps you want us to do a referendum on on a burning yeah. issue. Let us know what you've cocked up in your life, and we'll see if we can help you. Indeed, indeed. Right, everybody. Let's talk about Newcastle United. They've got their man. It's Dan Ashworth. He resigned as Brighton's technical director yesterday. He's expected to take over as Newcastle sporting director, having been given permission uh, to talk to them in early January. I say they've got their man. They, they look like they're going to get their man, Jim. Very much so. Which, yeah. is, which is exciting for Newcastle. The new ownership originally planned to make this appointment in the first few weeks of taking over. Why is it taking so long, Vish? I think they had um, they did have someone in, you know, temporarily overseeing the January transfer stuff, didn't they? Yeah. And I suppose it kind of makes sense. This isn't necessarily a new, the appointment you need to make immediately. Mm. No, you know it's it's always an appointment with a longer term view. There is no real short term benefit of getting him in early, and you know he probably had some stuff to oversee at Brighton over the um, over January, even though they didn't make any signings. I, th- I mean, if you know, assuming this goes through, it's, it's a very good appointment. He's credited with overhauling the England system and creating the England DNA. Mm-hmm. Which uh, we all we all love now. Um, during his six years, of course, that was a, as the FA's director of, of elite development. And Brighton have been very good at identifying young players and buying them pretty cheap as well. This is exactly the sort of thing that makes you think that you know this project is going to work, isn't it? Yeah. Um, mm. You know, people say, "Oh, it could go the way of Notts County." It's, this is exactly the sort of thing Man City did. You know, well, they, and they the, got, they, Man they City got the, the right people in place, <clears throat> and Newcastle they, won't make the mistake that those two did by bringing in Sven. Yeah. <laughs> oh, please make that mistake. Oh, imagine it. Oh, don't say that, Vish. I'm feeling all... There's the romance. There it is. I apologise for my earlier comment. Um, but yeah, but with Manchester City, I think it was Miguel Delaney in, in the news who, who talked about... Um, or, or if it was somebody else, forgive me, but it talked about Manchester City basically creating 
this club and they everything they do is perfect in terms of the appointments, yeah. in terms of how they go about their business. The even training the training grounds, the yeah, community obvi- stuff, absolutely. Yeah. Even the social media stuff. Totally. They, they, yeah. they, they <clears throat> make the effort with every aspect. Completely. And of course, where the money comes from and the ownership are very questionable. We know that. It's not just Newcastle who, who, who have had that uh, scrutinised. Manchester City have as well. And, and it should continually be scrutinised. But things, you know, the, the conversation for a lot of people, rightly or wrongly, moves on. And all you see now is this elite football club who are absolutely doing everything, sort of nine or ten out of ten in, in every department. And Newcastle, you know, sort of pains me to say, but in a football context, should be looking at that and go, right, this is, this is what we're going to mm-hmm. do. And so far... Uh, well, I say so far, this appointment would would certainly uh, lead into that. Um, the signing of Bruno Guimaraes has been uh, a very good signing as well, and you you do think to yourself, yeah, that, that's actually a good bit of business. Yeah, okay, Chris Wood, you know, one might say, have they paid over the? What must he be thinking now? But then weakening. Well, you said weakening arrival. You know, yeah. possibly yeah. there's question marks maybe over the manager still because of the the the, the results and the performances. Um, but Guimaraes himself, he said recently that he snubbed interest from Arsenal to join Newcastle. I don't know if he actually said that. I've not seen any quotes from him that Do we have need the word Arsenal in them. Do we need a quote uh, from him? Well, I think clear. you're too close, Jim. Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> you're probably right. Yeah, take it from me. He definitely said that. And, <laughs> okay, he, and he waved, you know, a V sign at the camera when he was Did saying he? it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then he was like, oh, is that the real attendance? Or are they making it up? <laughs> they, they are making it and, up. And then he said, oh, I can't wait for AFTV tonight. <laughs> <laughs> That's a du- all direct quote. Yeah, and he said, I don't respect Arsenal fan TV. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, but he said that he was convinced that the club will soon become a world power. Yeah. Well, you can't that, really that... argue with romance like but... that, can you, speaking of romance? <clears throat> Jim, though, the terminology, considering the ownership, is quite worrying, isn't it? It's um, yeah. Does he think Newcastle are going to play in the World Cup? What exactly have they sold him? I really don't know. He did say the club was very, was very upfront about their main objective this season, which is to stay Were they? in the Premier League. Oh, objective, right. Sorry, go on. Yeah. <laughs> what word did you think I said? I thought a different word, but fine. Objective yeah. is yeah, it's accurate. Yeah. Integrity was the word. <laughs> uh, but he went on to say, but in the coming seasons, the objective is to be in the Champions League and eventually to win the Champions League. I believe in the project. I believe in everything they spoke to me about. Just like, how old is he and how long is his contract? Because eventually winning the Champions League. Could be waiting a while, it, as I'm it saying. Could be, yeah. They they really could be a championship club next season. They could. I think it's unlikely now with these signings. I don't know. Big Roy the boy. Look, look, if, they if they don't gel, obviously that's um you know that's that's going to be a problem. But I I think there is a Sean real... Dyche's spite will make sure that they that's stay up. True. Hodgson, I think you know could could get them together. I uh, I don't know, Jim. I don't know. You seem more confident than me. I yeah I do feel that they are that they are going to have enough now for sure okay um but I just the, my concern is that like you know as a neutral part of what we love about football is the circus of it right certainly in this room certainly in this certainly in this podcast we love the elite level athleticism mm-hmm. we love the sport itself the drama of it we love all that as well but we love football because it's funny <laughs> are Newcastle going to stop being funny now. I am genuinely really concerned about this. Well, well, some of the chat around them hasn't stopped being funny, as we've. we've like one of your favourite comedians has died. Well, Jim, get a load of this. So, Robin Gusens, the German. This is like when Rick Mayall died. Yeah, that was a bad day. It's still bad without him. But or if it, he but... was ta- he was taken over by the Saudis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. 
Uh, we are likely. He's just talking about standards and like elite level performance levels now. This isn't Rick Mayer. What's going on? Robin Guzens, the German uh, wing back uh, who moved to Inter, revealed yesterday that he turned down a contract offer from Newcastle United in January. And he said, I thought about it. I never really considered the transfer at any time. When I have something to decide, I always make a pros and cons list and see what prevails. The Premier League and a lucrative contract were clearly on the pro side, but there were too many points on the con side. Go through them, man. What are they? Let us know, yeah. So. I think that interview we should save because I, I'm pretty sure, I agree with Jim, I don't think Newcastle are going to get relegated. And I think it will, it will be the last time we hear something like that mm. because the thing about the Dan Ashworth thing and, and the, 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 the different challenge for someone like Dan Ashworth will be now identifying players who can fit that higher bracket, as it were. Because I, I would say he's not really had to do that. Mm. And so that'll be a new challenge for him. The other aspect that, Newcastle will have to fight against immediately is, I suppose, trying to convince players to come and those players having to sell the fact that they're not selling out in some way. They're not just doing it for the money. Yeah. And so Gimmerich has obviously had to do that with his quotes as well. But the benefit Newcastle have over, say, let's let's talk about West Ham. Mm. So West Ham are in the midst of two brilliant seasons, but they're still not really going to be considered an elite club until they... They win something, and even then, they they would have to have a level of consistency at this level, at this like top five, top four level, really, until they're taken seriously. Newcastle, basically, because of their money, mm-hmm. just need one West Ham season, mm. and people can be like, right, well, yeah, they can it's afford everyone now. from this top bracket. Yeah, they're definitely going to stay because yeah. they're going to be cushioned by all that money, and the players are just going to flow in. Yeah, and they will see, they will be challenging, you know, the likes of. Manchester City, they'll be challenging the likes of PSG for those big ticket signings by being a big ticket club by simply just having that one season. True, but FFP does come into it. It does to a and point. That, and that, yeah. To a point, but that will yeah. hold them back slightly in a way that it didn't with some they, other clubs. Are who they were... actually in a really good position for that though because they've spent so little? Yeah. Generally, it, um, they have a bit of a kind of um, cushion, don't they? Yeah. Because they, have, they haven't spent a huge amount of money. So it will come into it, but like they are still... They're in a, essentially in as good a position as they could possibly be. Mm. They'll have to start targeting cups a bit more, won't they? Because they are they are so like they are, they are cursed when it comes to cup competitions, and that's what Man City did, wasn't it? They took the cups really seriously, I, I, and that's as you say, you get that first trophy in, it feels like a big big deal. I even think, even a cup to get you into Europe, if you, uh, you know, yeah. just as a bit of insurance for that. I think this might take a bit longer than than, than people may think, because you think about Manchester City. There was still an atmosphere at the club. It, it still took a while. Without a doubt, it will. Now, they had they had big neighbours. And I know Newcastle is mm. a one-club city when it comes to the, the top level. But it, it's... it's. But you, again, though, Newcastle have that example to follow, don't exactly. they? They know, exactly. they know that because exactly. City have already trodden that path. Well, we, we shall see. I mean, let's see how they get on tonight against Frank Lampard's Everton. As as Brassel has said before, sorry, before we move on, as Brassel has said before, Gimmerich is the perfect signing because they've got mm. him now and mm. they can... He's someone who should be in the Winning centre the of their midfield. League. Well, in the centre of their midfield, if they're pushing for a top for a top six place, so yeah. But they've got to beat Everton tonight. That's that's the first job before they start thinking about how many, um, you know, how 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 big the Champions League winning party is going to be and so on. No, I think. They should think about that now. Should already plan. They it, should be yeah. just thinking about that for the rest of the season. Well, Callum Wilson. They, they should get a guard of honour today, shouldn't I they? Think so. <laughs> <laughs> According to Eddie Howe, Callum Wilson is likely to be out um, for for most of the rest of the season. Maybe. That is huge. That is that is a, a, a huge blow um, for them, of course. Uh, but I'm intrigued as to what Everton are going to come up with tonight. Are we going to see Deli Alley? 
I hope are we so. going to say, is he going to be dressed more appropriately? You you would hope so because in a kit, I would it think. would have to be in a kit, of course. <laughs> Lampard, um, he did sort of defend uh, Deli Ali, uh, didn't he? From from one or two of the comments what, for, against the horrendous charge of wearing some clothes. <laughs> yeah, true enough. Um, but I, I I'd like to see that from Frank Lampard. Basically, kind of doesn't matter, does it? Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, there's a couple of things. What, who, If you're a 20-something, why would you give a shit at what people in their 60s think you're wearing? Yeah, absolutely. Of like, course. even outside of football, it's just such a nonsense thing to, to even care about. Mm-hmm. And also, like, it's just, a, you know, a, a, it's another example of the way that in football it seems to be the way black people present themselves is always under scrutiny. So it's good, as you said, absolutely spot on that Frank Lampard came out. And the way he diffused the situation was perfect yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. Just a bit of like... I respect people on people on, on both sides of this, you know. Obviously has great respect for Glenn Hoddle, I'm not sure about Alan Brazil, but also, you know, respects the fact that Deli Ali wants to wear what he wants, even if it's not necessarily something that Lampard would want to wear. But also just like everyone just shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> we're aware of this, but it's stupid and we're ignoring it. Exactly, yeah. Mm. West Ham versus Watford. Big one for Roy the boy uh, as they travel to East London. Let's hope the weather's a bit kinder to him, eh? Yeah. Because I mean he stood up to that wind, showing leadership. <laughs> which was very, very impressive. He also said, um, <laughs> because there was obviously a bit of wind and, and, and obviously rain, and he said, I was so engrossed in the game, it was only at half-time when I saw how wet I was. I love this. It says everything about why Roy Hodgson still hasn't retired and has come out for another job when we all thought he might call it a day. 74 years old, and he loves football so much, yep. he doesn't notice getting drenched. <laughs> he doesn't even notice. It's a problem, the there's a problem people of his age do have. <laughs> I'd say so. Uh, Watford, of course, they kept their first clean sheet in 31 Premier League games uh, against Burnley. I mean, that again was a pretty easy prediction. Burnley nil, Watford nil. Yeah, I mean, I didn't really know what to make of that because I feel like it was a, a bad result for both teams. Yeah. And so, you know, I think both of them are going to get relegated. I don't really, yeah. Sorry, Burnley and Watford, that mm. is. I think Watford have just too much to do. The only thing I would say mm-hmm. is that... They're playing Man United. Yeah, is that. Well, but for Burnley's perspective, for Burnley, yeah, yeah, yeah. But for in terms of chance to get points on the ball, in terms of Watford, I think you can probably undermine Man United's confidence quite easily there, can't you? But as a, just even as Burnley players at the moment, I think if I was a Burnley player, every time I was near a Man United player, I'd just go ooh, ooh, <laughs> ooh. If all of them do that to every player, it will shit them up so much, and they will lose it one nil. And they yeah, could, exactly. they could, you can, oh, not going well, is it? You can also do that. You hear what Ralph said about you? Oh, what's he said now? Yeah. If I got, don't go on Twitter because if you do, you'll see this poll in the football ramble yeah. about you, mate. You should do a poll about Ralph Rangnick because he, he said, didn't he, recently that, uh, that you shouldn't be talking on social media, you know, talk to me face to face. He actually said, I don't exist on social media. And I thought to myself, well, your name certainly does. Yeah. You're on there and you are there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I hope he doesn't have Maybe he needs to search Palf Pangalik. <laughs> 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 you're, definitely, yeah. you're definitely on there, mate. I have definitely seen be tweets about you. Pengnick. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, Vish, are you confident Manchester United tonight? I don't know anymore. Yeah. It matter. Nothing matters. I um, mean, it's, you're away to Burnley, so you'd probably set up for appointment, yeah? <laughs> I mean, they, they should win. Even through all that, the nonsense that has been... Should you win know. to hear that. <laughs> Arrogance. <laughs> I mean, it's easy to forget that United are fourth with a game in hand. That is. <laughs> Keep doing it, Jim. You'll find, and you'll find the next time you look at the table, it'll be fifth. Arsenal. <laughs> yeah, they will drop a place. Yeah. I'm just going to hear you doing that when I That's fall it. asleep. 
Jim was doing it all the way through the penalty shootout last Friday night. <laughs> Seemed to work. Seemed to work very well. Yeah, I, I think Burnley will win tonight. 1-0. There you go. There's my prediction. Jim, you want to get involved or do you just want no, to make I'm the noise again? You. Yeah. Ooh, nil. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, 0-0 oh. sounds a bit like it that. Does, it does, yeah. So. Like a spooky ghost. Like a very spooky ghost. Right, everybody. Uh, oh, before we go, uh, a brand new episode of Upfront is out today on Football Ramble Presents. Flo Lloyd-Hughes, Rachel O'Sullivan and Chloe Morgan discuss the WSL title race after the Manchester clubs battled Arsenal and Chelsea at the weekend and wonder where the regular sackings are going to become the norm after Everton made another change. Get over to Football Ramble Ramble presents for that. And thank you very much for listening today uh, to the Football Ramble, part of the ACAST Creator Network. On tomorrow's show, it's Jules, Jim and Pete. Jim back for another swing. Mm. Uh, but it's been a pleasure having you chaps today. Thank you very much, Jim Campbell. You're very welcome. Thank you for Dushan Hantaraj. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> Ooh. Football Ramble is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.